Thank you for tuning in to the St. Thomas Episcopal Church Advent Calendar Podcast. We hope this episode will be a blessing to you as you are to us for tuning in today. Enjoy. I'm with my friend Nancy Hamner. Nancy uh, is a celebrated member of St. Thomas and has been a member of our parish for a long time. And Nancy is one of the most beautiful people I know and somebody who inspires me spiritually and gives me a, a lot of um, things to think about and, and questions to kind of roll around. And I'm so grateful for Nancy. Nancy's had a, a really wonderful and a, amazing life. So Nancy, why don't you just start and tell us about your life, about your family, and, uh, and how you got to St. Thomas. Uh well, I, 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 it all started, I, I grew up in a little little village uh, in South Alabama, and you wouldn't call it a town. There was no way you could call that a town. Uh, two or three stores and uh, a post office. Um, and I grew up there and had just an absolutely idyllic childhood. It was wonderful, and it was in the Depression, and times were terrible, but people were kind and good, and I went to church every time the doors opened. Had a wonderful family. And luckily, we were able to get through the Depression fairly well. Certainly, probably be considered poor. We didn't think we were. We thought we were just fine. Um, I went to college. Uh, I met my husband there. I went to a Baptist college. I was a Baptist. And uh, from there, I went to the University of Alabama. I met my husband and married the next year. And uh, we had six children together uh, and uh, we had had hard times through all that. Um, but we, we were married for 39 years and he died with cancer. And um, I have, I've always been uh, a Christian. I didn't know there was any other way to be. I grew up in a church and I think you did too. Um, and I can remember um, giving my life to the Lord when I was about six or seven years old. And I can remember how scary it was to walk down that aisle by myself. My mother didn't know any of this was going to happen. And I just walked down to the front of the church and I became a member of the church. Uh, and I always uh, was able to pray. And that's a great blessing. It's never been strange to me to be in a personal relationship with my Lord because it's always, it's always been there. For some reason, I have uh, been very comfortable with that. Uh, and I'm, I'm very blessed and, and grateful for that. Um, after my husband died, um, I really was not trained to do anything. Um, I had uh, taken a real estate course and, pa and I passed that. And uh, my husband and his brother had a little real estate business. They didn't want to take the broker's test, so they made me take it. So I was the broker of the business, but it was strictly, I didn't participate all that much. I was just there in case somebody sued us. I was, <laughs> I was the one they would go to. But we had, we had a great time with that. And that was, he was a teacher. And uh, you really cannot live on a teacher's salary. And the only thing that I ever did was uh, work in retail. And uh, I didn't think when I married that I would ever have to work. You didn't back in those days. 
And so I, it really wasn't important to me to learn uh, to do this or that. I'm sorry that I didn't go ahead and finish college, but I didn't. I went back at one point and went another year, but I only really had about three years of college. Um, but after he died, um, my mother and my sister died 18 months later. And although I had six children and I had a wonderful family with them, my own personal family was gone, my father, my sister, and then my husband. And it left me um, very, um, I, I had nothing to hold on to. Uh, I still had a child in college and uh, I didn't really know how I was going to make a living because I was 59 and I certainly couldn't retire with no money and I wouldn't, wasn't able to get Social Security right then. So I uh, um, went back into real, to uh, um, working in, in, I think I went first to Riches and then it changed to Macy's and I was with them for about till I was 75. Uh, but in the meantime, I had started writing and uh, uh, I went to a writer's group and I met a lady who was a member of the Third Order. And it was just a fleeting thing. She told the story. Tell us what the Third Order is. All right. It's a um, uh, it's an order. Just it, it's an order of the, in, in the uh, uh, Episcopal Church. Uh, there is a first and a second and a third order. The first order are the brothers and they are um, out of the world and they live in uh, a community. Uh, like a monastery. Order, like, like those are monks who live in a monastery. Right. right. And uh, then there's a second order, which are the uh, nuns and uh, they live in community. And then there's a third order because St. Francis, when he um, set up the, uh, the order, uh, came to realize that there were people in the world that wanted to live as close to the way Christ lived as they could, but they could not leave their families. They had big families or they had obligations that they couldn't just give up and become um, a member of the uh, either a nun or, or a, a monk. And uh, so he set up the third order. And the third order, we are, are required to uh, keep certain rules of life. And uh, uh, we, we, we tell we're supposed to pray a certain amount of uh, a day. And uh, we have to have communion once a week. Um, there, there's, several things that we that are included in this and one is uh, our rule of life which is we have the eucharist uh we we are have service to others and uh, we have prayer we try to live um not in poverty but we try to live as simply as we as we can and, uh, and, and chastity is uh, one of the rules, and it's not exactly what you think. It's but not using others for our own advantage. Um, and obedience to the order. If they ask us to do something, 
and we should try to do it, even though we feel like that we have no skills, no nothing. Uh, we do agree to do that. Uh, and then there is, uh, uh, let's see, well, Nancy, we have to go. Tell me, before okay. you, there's nine different points of, of the rule of life. You don't have to go through all of this. But tell me, you know, you've been part of the spiritual community for many years. And what does it mean for your life to be part of a spiritual community? How has that enhanced your relationship with God? Oh, it's made all the difference. <clears throat> for one thing, uh, you are required to sit down and go through uh, the daily prayer, morning prayer or evening prayer. And uh, we also pray for uh, all the members of the order, which encompasses the United States, uh, South America. Um, some, there are a few in Australia and, and scattered around. And we pray for those people through a month. We have prayed for all of them. And we also have a uh, fellowship in our state. Our state is very lucky because we have about 14 members in our state. They're scattered up and down the state. We try to meet at least once a month. I can't tell you how uh, wonderful it is to meet with people who are like-minded, who, who are dedicated to Christ, uh, who are um, in, in different ways serve in their communities, um, some serve in, in uh, writing, some serve as priests or uh, as deacons. Uh, we have bishops in, that are in our order, and some were just like me, just pitiful people who are trying to live like How the Lord. How have you experienced God? How have you experienced God more richly through your prayer and community? Uh, and this is another thing. They ask us this all the time. Because we are still obligated to to have a, a we have a counselor that we have to report to, how we are how we are doing with our life, which is very important I think to all of us. Uh, if you're not in an order or whoever you are, wherever you are, it's wonderful to have someone that you can go to, and say I have a problem. I don't know how to deal with this. Uh, I, I, I don't know whether I'm doing the right thing in my, um, um, I, or maybe you're in a dark place in your life. You've had all kinds of terrible things happen. And where is God? I need, I need to, uh, uh, you need to have someone that you can go to and, uh, uh, and, and talk to and, and have them help you get through this. Um, or just to go for the joy of going in and expressing your love for, for Christ. What does it mean for you to be a Christian? Uh, everything. Uh, it has, I have had some, some dark times in my life. Um, I had a, uh, a, a, a wonderful marriage in, in a lot of ways, but it was also a troubled marriage in a lot of ways. And uh, we didn't always have really sufficient money to take care of six children. And uh, there, were, there were hard times. And, but I had, I had the Lord and I always knew that somehow we were gonna make it whatever it was that was, uh, that was the hard thing that we were going through. And uh, there were many of those, but, 
I, I, I just don't know how to explain that for me and for my life to have faith uh, has brought me through so many things. And it sometimes they were miraculous things. You know, I would think, oh, my goodness, I, I don't have um, my tie to, to, to wash the clothes with all, uh, tomorrow. And what am I going to do? And, and my husband was out of town because his work took him out of town. And the next morning I looked out the door and someone had left a sample of Tide hanging on my doorknob. Now I know this is, that sounds silly, it's just a little thing, but uh, I think through faith, we're able to live in a world that's very uncertain and uh, uh, there's, there's death, sickness, there's uh, uh, lack of money. Um, there may be addictions. There may be all kinds of things. I don't know how people get through daily life because I don't care who you are or how much money you have or how well educated you are. There are going to be dark times in your life and to have the Lord with you and you know without a doubt in your mind that the Lord is with you. Uh, I don't know how people get through things. I really don't. Well, Nancy, you've done it again. You've preached me a perfect sermon. <laughs> I think you, I, I just want to say amen and hallelujah. I think that's a perfect, perfect definition of faith and of hope and of the Christian hope that even in those dark times, God is with us. Nancy, thank you for your witness to me and to your witness to this church. Thank you for your prayers for me and for this church and for the community. And I want to thank you for being part of our community, that you, well, uh, you. you are someone who witnesses to us that love of Christ. I, I, I only witnessed what I know about the Lord and how I feel about him. Well, thank you so much. Listen, Nancy, may God bless you, keep you, preserve you now and always. Thank you for tuning in to the St. Thomas Episcopal Church Advent Calendar Podcast. This is the Reverend Josiah Ringers inviting you to join us every Sunday at St. Thomas at 815, 1030, or 5 p.m. or online. Check us out at stthomasepiscopal.net. Thanks again, and may God bless you.